my dudes, my name is Tiffany. Welcome back to my series, Internet Analysis, where I like to research and discuss things relevant to social issues and media. It's 2020, I have new hair, and we- This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. We have a video today. So in this video, I would like to spill some tea on drama and commentary channels. In case you're unfamiliar, drama channels basically cover drama, YouTube drama primarily, and commentary is a big umbrella, but generally it's basically just about sharing opinions on various situations or topics. I'll explain more in detail in a bit. I think drama and commentary are some of the most fast growing genres right now, so I kind of want to discuss why audiences love this content so much because I know as a viewer, some of my favorite channels fall under this umbrella. But with these genres becoming more popular and more prevalent on YouTube, I have some questions. Is spilling tea just a fun pastime or is it a potentially dangerous trend? Does this content promote negativity, hate, and misinformation? By covering YouTube drama, are we monetizing other creators' pain and suffering? Do we use other creators' names and faces for clickbait? Is this unethical? Is it problematic? We will get into it. But first, let's start with commentary. I can't pinpoint the exact beginning of commentary as a formal YouTube genre, so I'm just gonna go based off of my own perspective. When did commentary come across my radar? Cody Ko, baby. I have been a fan of Cody's since Vine, and I've watched his YouTube videos from the beginning. And at first he was kind of, you know, trying to figure out his place. He was making vlogs. He found his niche in reaction type content, which he has been making now for about three years. Then finally, the internet was blessed with the iconic That's Cringe series with Cody Ko and Noelle Miller, where they, yes, react to cringe content. What's funnier, the cringe content or Cody and Noelle's commentary? All of it is hilarious and somehow it is more enlightening and entertaining than most other react type content on YouTube. But Cody is not the only ex-Viner to find success as a commentary YouTuber. Enter Danny Gonzalez, Drew Gooden, and Curtis Connor to name a few. These three primarily make fun of bad things, be it cringy or weird online content or bad movies. But again, this isn't just simple reaction content. Like almost anyone could mock bad things for being bad. These guys are truly comedians and I'm sure they spend a lot of time researching and planning, writing and editing their videos. They also did a comedy tour together last year. So Cody, Noel, Danny, Drew, Curtis, they are some of the most iconic comedic commentary YouTubers. But wow, can only straight white men be successful in this genre? Are they somehow uniquely capable in pulling off this type of humor? Two years ago, I was watching a lot of this type of content, but I was feeling so uninspired with my own videos. 
Then one day I happened to make a video about Joanna Sedia, kind of comparing and contrasting her quick rise to fame to Emma Chamberlain's. Hello my dudes, today I'm going to be exposing myself in the extensive amount of time that I spend watching YouTube videos every day. And that, my friends, was the accidental start of internet analysis. Today I wanted to do another kind of internet analysis type of video. Before we continue, it's time to shout out today's sponsor, Blinkist. It's the new year, so if you're like me, you have a long list of resolutions. And one of my goals in 2020, which is on my list every year, is to read more. I love reading novels for fun and relaxation, but I also have a ton of nonfiction books on my reading list that I never seem to get around to. So many books, so little time. Blinkist is super helpful for anyone who wants to learn more, but doesn't have all day. So basically, Blinks are 15-minute summaries of the key points of over 3,000 nonfiction best-selling books on Blinkist. The Blinks are available in text and audio to help you understand more about the core ideas in each book. You can use Blinkist to understand a topic quickly, or figure out new topics to research next, or maybe to decide which books you would like to read or listen to more deeply. I really love that you can download to listen offline, which is super convenient for me when I'm on my subway commute or at the gym. I like to research as much as I can for my internet analysis videos, and you guys are constantly recommending great books that are relevant to the topics that I cover. But especially with my college workload, I just can't read a full book every week before every upload. But with Blinkist, I can find great information and research much more quickly. I have already saved a ton of books to my library, so here are some of my favorites. So You've Been Publicly Shamed by John Ronson. This has been recommended to me so many times and I'm definitely gonna read the whole thing. And then Reading the Comments by Joseph M. Regal Jr. This is kind of about online commentary, very relevant. It makes important distinctions between helpful feedback and commentary that isn't very constructive, so to speak. So the first 100 people to go to my link will get one week of unlimited access to try Blinkist, or you can get 25% off the full membership. The seven day trial is completely free and you can cancel at any time during that period. So please click the link in the description to try out Blinkist. Okay, back to talking about me. I don't know how many of you know this, but I've actually been making YouTube videos consistently for like 12 years. And I used to make a ton of different types of content and I've always liked sharing my opinions and I've tried to be a little bit funny, but I could never find my one genre that worked for me. I couldn't stick to the same type of content. So my channel grew very painfully slowly over like 10 years. Inspired by the commentary dudes and a touch of knowledge from my intro to film courses, I finally realized that I could make content about the hours of YouTube that I watch all the time. After I posted my first two real commentary videos and they performed well, I realized I had a good thing and I was getting comments from people saying like, wow, it's so refreshing to find a female commentary YouTuber for once. But Obviously there were other non-straight white male commentators. I just hadn't really found a lot of their channels yet, but I will be sharing some of my favorites in a moment. I was getting a bunch of comments from people like, you finally found your niche, like I'm so excited for you, and I just felt so fulfilled. So I'm gonna get soft for a minute and just say I've been doing internet analysis for over a year now, and it has 100% changed my YouTube trajectory. I started 2019 at 140,000 subscribers, went up to 465,000, and now I am near 
500,000 subscribers, which is so unreal to say. I love making this content because it's actually meaningful to me and I love that I get to geek out about things that matter to me and that there are so many of you who appreciate these videos and enjoy them. So sincerely, thank you so much if you're watching this. And also, if you dig it, please subscribe. Anyway, now I have been both a viewer and a creator of commentary videos, and I have seen firsthand the benefits of making these videos in terms of views and engagement and actual great discussion that can come out of these topics. So I'm about to describe what I believe are the subcategories of commentary and share lots of my favorite channels, and then I will explain how drama channels and tea channels differ from those. Under the big giant commentary umbrella, we can start with reaction type channels. These are typically humorous. Again, we're kind of referring to Cody, Drew, Curtis, Danny, also Casey Ayonzo. She is so smart and funny. Her videos are just fantastic. Then we get into kind of social commentary, sometimes involving YouTube relevant issues. Cat Black, for example, I've been binging her content specifically recently. She often shares her experience as a trans woman and she does weigh in on YouTube related issues sometimes. Ready to glare, Julia. She usually covers really dark, morbid topics, but she does cover them in a respectful way. And her videos are just great to watch if you're feeling like being disappointed in humanity. Also, she has really great wigs and makeup looks, so great stuff. Then we have Kim from For Harriet. I have been binging her videos since I discovered her channel at least like a year ago. She does amazing social commentary and then sometimes she does like film and TV reviews. Her Cats movie review recently made me die laughing and I haven't even seen the movie. Sarah Hawkinson, she's been doing more commentary on her main channel and I am here for it. I want all the commentary content ever. She also has a second channel, like a horror channel where she reviews horror movies and stuff. D'Angelo Wallace. D'Angelo squeezes so much wit and information into exactly 10 minute long videos. I am so impressed. Clearly, I cannot limit my videos to anywhere near 10 minutes. He does some kind of reacting to cringy content type of videos. He does some YouTube drama related. It's all great. T1J, he unfortunately doesn't upload very frequently, but every time that he does, I really enjoy his videos. So I would go check out everything he's ever made. Psych IRL, she covers YouTube relevant topics usually, and there's always kind of a psychological or sociological type of angle, and her videos are really well produced, so I'd recommend those. I think those channels that I just listed are probably the most similar to my type of content, but honestly, everyone that I'm recommending right now, I recommend, so watch them. Then I would also say that video essayists fall under the commentary umbrella. So these are usually more long form, usually scripted, dare I say, intellectual. <laughs> Not that these other videos and creators aren't, but these ones are chef's kiss. Sarah Z, Lindsay Ellis, pretty much all of film YouTube, ContraPoints, PhilosophyTube, their videos are works of art and I'm truly inspired, but also that kind of feeling where you're like, how am I ever gonna make content this good? I'm not, should I give up now? That's how I feel when I watch their videos, in the best way. And then we have political commentary. I currently love Secular Talk, The Humanist Report, The Rational National, also Peter Coffin and Angie Speaks. They don't make like daily news political videos, but they cover more broad political themes and their content is great. But if you guys know of any other leftist 
political commentary type of channels, please let me know. I just love commentary YouTube. I can't believe there was a time where I did not watch this. And this is probably 100% responsible for the fact that I watch at least three hours of YouTube every day. I love the variety of topics covered by these channels. I love that sometimes they're super niche topics or sometimes they're very broad topics that they spend a ton of time unraveling. I love hearing from all of these different perspectives, even if they do cover the same topics occasionally. And I really love that these creators don't just kind of spew out reactionary responses. They really take the time to write and plan and be thoughtful, and their videos clearly take a really long time to produce. Then finally, there's some crossover between commentary and drama channels. Dare I coin a new term, dramentary? Not necessary. <laughs> so to me, a channel is classified as dramentary if they occasionally or pretty often discuss YouTube drama, but also are not just like reporting the drama, they are giving their opinions. Their commentary is the basis of the video. Luke Alexander, for one, he actually made a video similar to this topic recently, and he made like a little diagram of the spectrum between drama and commentary, which I was on, so. Thank you. But I consider Luke to kind of be like my YouTube little brother, and I have really enjoyed watching his channel grow over the last year, so check him out. Then we have Smoky Glow. I mentioned her in my last video, Hannah. Again, I just think she is very thoughtful and fair in her commentary, and she really does succeed in bringing out these bigger points related to these bits of drama, which I love. It's Keisha. Keisha is just really funny, and sometimes I don't even really care about the tea, but I just like to watch her videos for her personality, which is a great sign. The Right Opinion. I binged The Right Opinion videos for like a week straight, and his videos are sometimes up to an hour long. Basically, they cover drama situations, but like from start to finish, so you literally get all of the information that you could ever need, and it is very, very in-depth. Then we have As Told by Kenya. I love how unapologetic Kenya is. She is absolutely hilarious, and she is clearly not afraid to speak her mind, so check out her channel. And also, Unnatural Vegan. Obviously, her channel is related to veganism, and she doesn't always talk about drama. She makes a lot of different type of content, but when there are vegan scandals or controversy, she usually covers it. I have been vegan for like four years now, and I do not watch very much vegan content anymore because I just get kind of bored of it. But she is one of the channels that I still consistently watch. I just think she's very reasonable and funny, so I respect it. And then finally, we get to drama and tea channels. At the start of a spectrum, we have tea channels like Tea Spill. And I kind of define a tea channel as someone who doesn't really show their face or their voice. More often than not, it's just kind of tea music with screenshots and receipts and text and images in the video, basically reporting on the news without giving away their identity or without showing much of their personality or their opinion on the matter. don't give any opinion. They typically just kind of share video clips or receipts. 
So they are helpful if I'm ever researching drama for a video or something. There are channels such as Spill or Tea Spill. Again, these kind of like anonymous faceless channels. And there are a lot of channels similar to this popping up and they typically do have Tea or Spill in their name, which is just like a dead giveaway that that is the type of channel that you're encountering, kind of convenient. And then there are drama channels, which typically do show their face and they do give more opinions. So they will summarize the tea, but then give some commentary. But again, because their channels are like dedicated to drama, that's why I would call them specifically drama channels and not commentary channels. Angelica Oles is, I think, the only drama channel that I watch consistently because I just love her thoughts and I would really love to hear her talk about things other than drama. But if I do want to get cut off on the drama, I want to hear it from her. I think she's actually making a second channel soon to talk about other topics. So I am here for that. On my Instagram, I was asking you guys about tea and drama channels, which ones you like and which ones you don't. And I got almost every positive drama channel response was about Angelica. So. Shouts out. So now I want to focus on dramentary and drama channels for a second. These videos and channels are so popular, clearly, because people love drama. Even if you try to not get involved in YouTube or internet drama, there are certain juicy scandals that will pull you in. And these channels will deliver the content. And as creators, I can definitely see why people decide to create drama channels because YouTube is a gigantic community. There is always new drama popping up, so that provides endless content. And if you can make your videos compelling enough in one way or another, you can get a decent amount of views. Obviously though, drama channels have a vested interest in drama on YouTube. Like that is their content. They need fresh tea to be spilled. They also benefit from these long, drawn out, complicated, dramatic scandals because they get to continuously make those update videos. So I am about to start my senior year of my media studies degree, hell yeah. And obviously my media studies classes inform my videos and often inspire my topics that I like to cover. But something that's been really important to me specifically is the concept of media literacy. And to me, that is all about what we get out of media and the importance of like being skeptical and critical of all media, whether it's created by people that we like and trust or not. It's always important to have that critical thinking and question what we're seeing and hearing. Okay, so here's the thing. We were just getting into the nitty gritty of it and this is the end of part one. Okay, so this is a two part video because first of all, I have a sponsor. Hey, um, and I have a deadline and I do not have two more days of editing to be able to edit the other 20 minutes of footage. So you guys will get another video in a couple days. And that video is going to kind of cover the pattern of drama coverage on YouTube. And I have some questions about, you know, like our drama channels and commentary channels, like journalistic um, what responsibilities do we have having these large platforms and talking about drama and these situations? What are the ethics involved? So I think part two will be very interesting, but I hope you guys enjoyed part one. Basically ended up being literally just a list of my favorite channels, but we're here for it. And I hope you guys uh, check out those other channels because they're great. But yeah, stay tuned. And once again, please uh, check out Blinkist. Link in the description. We are getting this knowledge in 2020, okay? We are being efficient in 2020 by splitting our work in half. It's fine. <laughs>
By the way, also let me know what length of video you happen to like. If you happen to watch all the way to the end, shouts out. Some people prefer long ass videos. Some people say literally give me an hour of content. I will watch it. And I am on that same page. Some people say, I want this video to be two minutes long, and I just, I can't provide that. So maybe you should go watch something else, or just read a BuzzFeed listicle, because that's the only way you're going to get that. Anyway, please uh, follow me on Instagram for some mediocre pics, follow me on Twitter for some political tweets, and stay tuned, because I'll post part two in a few days. Okay, thanks, bye!